Hello out there in lockdown land, Jim Byrne here from the Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End podcast. We're back for a one-off special edition of the podcast where I'll be speaking to Leslie O'Brien, storyteller, songwriter, singer, poet, magical person. Uh, and I was speaking to, to Leslie because we want to highlight the crowdfunder that's going on at the moment for to save the Carlton studio. Uh, because of the lockdown and because they've got no customers at the moment, because obviously we're not allowed to go out, and all the musicians who want to rehearse are not allowed to go and rehearse, and they're getting no relief, uh, unlike quite a lot of businesses who are getting some money to keep them going, they're getting nothing. So I thought it would be quite a good idea to tell, to interview Leslie just to highlight that so that you can give them some cash and help them out in these very difficult times. I've done a long interview with Leslie and talked about other things, but I'm just this particular edition, I'll do another part of the, the interview after this, but in this particular edition, I'm mainly highlighting uh, the, the Calvin Studio and trying to get you to contribute to the fundraiser. But here's uh, Leslie O'Brien having a chat with myself in Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End chat. I am recording it now. Okay, if I can just calm myself down, get the stress out of my system. Yeah, can we start with some mindfulness or yoga or something? I've, I've actually been doing some mindfulness and creative writing workshops. It's right, super, right. Super it's a, combination. Yeah, it's a good idea. I came from, I used to run uh, a sort of uh, business support meetings. Uh, when I first started up my own business, we used to do an exercise at the start. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It was to do with being grateful. I don't know if you've ever heard this exercise before, where you tell people to write down as many things as they can possibly think of in the last week that were good, that happened in their life, uh, yeah. and that could include things like talking to your pal, you woke yeah. up in the morning, the sun was shining, you know, whatever, yeah. anything, something that came in the yeah, post, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just to write them all down. Uh, and by the time people had done that, everybody was in a great mood. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, it's a great idea. And somebody um, recommended one, doing one a day. So, you you know, you've got a wee jar. So at the end of the year, you've got a jar full or the end of the week or the end of the month, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it is a great way. Well, all the wee tiny things that you're grateful for in your life, you know. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's, let's, let's get to your interview, right? Now, uh-huh. I've got a kind of general sort of uh, idea of how we'll, we'll get through it in my head, which because it's slightly unusual for the type of interview I usually do for the podcast. Usually, what I quite like to do is just to concentrate on the person entirely and their and their story to how they got to where they are right now in their life. You know, right. uh, just because I'm interested in 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 all the wee stories along the way. People that yeah. maybe mentored them and all that kind of stuff. Or, yeah. But but in this case, really, what we want to do is promote the uh, the uh, you know try and get some cash for the Carlton Studio. <laughs> yep, yep. Give us your cash. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than doing it like that and and sort of starting at the beginning, I think what we'll do is we'll start with the whole story around the Carlton Studio uh, and yep. your crowdfunding um, program. And all the things that are going on round about that, 
yeah, so if, yeah. if you could just tell me a bit about what that's what's happening there and uh, a bit about the Carlton studio and you know what's been happening um well what's been happening well just the same thing's happened to Carlton studios that's happening all over the world you know obviously the lockdown and um the stress and strain that that's causing because mm-hmm. of the high rents and the high council tax you know we're nearly a thousand pounds a month and we're not getting the rates relief that other sectors yeah. are getting i think you might know about the change.org petition that i've set up yeah yeah i've done that so um but meanwhile back at the ranch we're having to pay it um and all the ongoing costs that are expensive you know and and either nobody or very few people come through the doors so yeah um things are very very difficult basically um and we decided to set up a crowdfunder it seemed the obvious thing to do and um we have been totally amazed at the support people you know on the one hand i'm I'm amazed on the other hand i'm not but you know because i know that the people that come to carlton are just a wonderful bunch of you know creative people who are there to share their their skills their experience their their love you Mm -hmm. know um, and it's come pouring out, and we're just, you know, the comments, we're, you know, they are better than the money, but unfortunately, the comments <laughs> don't pay the bloody bills. But, the, you know, in we, need terms the money. Of, <laughs> uh, we need the money, but in yeah. terms of filling up our hearts, we're yeah. just, uh, the, the comments have just, you been can't beautiful. cash in the love. That's the thing. <laughs> that, that, unfortunately, is not found a way yet. No. You can't press the button on the, the cashier and put the love yeah, in. No, I have been on it quite a few times, and as you know, I, you know, I've tried to try to help. Uh, but I've been on the page a few times and looked at the videos and stuff, you know, and it is amazing what people are saying, you know. And, uh, I know. It is, isn't it? It's just the outpouring and, and it's just, it's fascinating to hear all, because it means so many different things to, to different people. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to Rob from the Alabamas, it's, you know, it's an after show party and the craziness, the madness that goes on at that. And it's a fundraiser for Mojo. Um you know, Tim Minsfratelli, it's these places been coming for 20 years to, yeah. to rehearse and, and, you know, kickstarted the Fratellis where they rehearse their stuff. To other people, it's a, it's a safe place where they come, um, maybe recovering from alcohol, homelessness, you know, and just maybe even just book the room and do their own thing. Or they might attend, you know, the things that Barney runs with the mm-hmm. Princess Trust and Gamage and, and all the other great stuff that, that's been going on over the years. So it just means so many different things to many different people. So that's what we're getting a flavour of when, yeah, yeah. when you go on, you know, when people are getting in touch to to say what it means to them, you know. Can you tell me a wee bit about, you know, were you, I mean, I, we, we've met quite a few times over the years. Yeah. We've never yeah. really sat down and tried to chat. Really. No, not properly. No, I know. It's taken a long time yeah. to do this. And, uh, you know, I've been to quite a lot of Count and Jug Band gigs over the years as well, you know, just either yeah. in pubs or yeah. up at the huts or, or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. And I always loved the band, you know, it's my kind of music. I love that kind of rootsy. Yeah, yeah. Rootsy kind of uh, music. So, so, but I don't really know an awful lot about. Uh, your background, or really your background in relation to the the cat, the, the studio, or Barney, or, or anything to do with that. Any of that story? So, story I mean, that. you can maybe start by just telling a bit more about you know how you got involved in the Carlton studio side of things before we do anything else, just because that's yeah. uh, what it's all about. And well, the initial 
was it was a mutual friend. Um, it was a neighbour of mine. I used to hang out with some musicians in my area, and one of them kept saying, "Oh, there's this cracking studio. You, you'd love it. You should come along." And I did go along tonight. Um, I think that was in 19, 1999. There's a song in that. And uh, and then I went away travelling. I went to, so I was there one night, and I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, Gammon with Barney and all the guys there, and that was the first that I'd met them, Danny Mitchell and all of them. And uh, and then I went a wee travel and I took a sabbatical from my work um, to find my to find myself. Right, okay. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Did you find I yourself? Yeah. I used to say, if oh, don't don't look for yourself because you can't run away for yourself. <laughs> I, well, I know. I, I, well, that's exactly. It. That's yeah. exactly it. But I found I, I, I was on a mission. Because I knew I needed to tap into more my creative self, and yeah. that was part of the journey. And and when I came back, I had I'd had a realization that I needed to have more singing. All right, okay. Right. So I immediately went chapping on the door with that yeah. mission. I'm here. This is what I, I need to be doing more of this. Yeah. And that was um, just at the end of 2000, just going into 2001, and I started going to the jug band rehearsals I was invited along right okay that's interesting because I thought you started the jug band just because you seem to be the person kind of managing everything you know you well that to... was the first of the that was the birthday jug band I was there for the first gig ah right um, right that, you know which was in the, in the wee pub next door the wee basement place along uh-huh. at the corner right because right. I can always remember it being a kind of basement because I remember Barney ended up standing on the tables and we hadn't been so tall he was kind yeah, of yeah. <laughs> at the end of the gig so that was our first gig um just around about that time when i when i joined it so and what was it i mean my kind of uh, experience of it uh apart from going to you know, actually that reminds me you know i played some music with the count jug band because you played uh one of the launches of one of my cds and i played a song with yep. you if you remember, remember yeah. but my yeah. kind of memory of that was this kind of quite an open loose uh collection of people and Yay. people came and people went and, you know, whoever was available yeah. was, was part of the band, which was quite a novel idea to me at the time anyway, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, there was never any official. People would just kind of show up and stay or, or and then would maybe just leave things. So, you know, and it, it kind of, it would be quite big. I mean, I think we got as far as 11. It was, right. you know football team at one point and and then it was you know it just kind of morphed in and out um so it was great because it meant the music you you know even though a lot of the tunes have been playing since the start although we have changed the kind of repertoire but it keep it kept it fresh because you know because it's a jug band as well you know the music just you know whatever the person feels at the time in terms of the solo and stuff like that so yeah, and was that was the kind of way the band worked, uh, just an extension of yourself and Barney's personalities, or you know that idea of? I mean, I play in a lot of bands. I don't know. I mean, I, the, one of the reasons I knew about Counting Studios because I used to play in the Prime Evils, and that we rehearsed ah. in there, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime Evils. But right. I've always I've always been quite a shy person, despite. The, I'm sure people don't think me as shy, but I'm quite a shy person, so I don't really necessarily get to know a lot of people because <laughs> I don't put myself in those situations necessarily. Yeah. So I play in a lot of bands, but don't necessarily impact in the world around about it, other than uh-huh. Aye. so, which probably explains why we never chatted too much, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I have been in there quite a lot uh, over the years. Yeah, 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 bands, yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, so 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 the Carlton Jug Band, uh, Carlton Studio. You you found yourself. I found myself. Glasgow yep. music bringing. So so how did you meet up with Barney then? How did that? Well, it was the it was the mutual friend that originally took me along. Um, he introduced me. And, it, you know, he'd been going to these regular, that had just become, started to be regular sort of Thursday night sessions. Right. And it was from these Thursday night sessions that that uh, Barney and Jake was in it originally for a good right. number of years. Jake played um, the double bass. That's that. Oh, that right. Music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love the double uh, bass. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a beautiful yeah. instrument. Uh, so... Yeah, so we just, that's how we, and yeah, and so we were friends for quite a long while um, before anything romantic happened. So, right. yeah, that's how we got to, so, to meet so the band. The studio was uh, Barney's uh, and his partner's kind of thing, is that right, at that point? Yeah, yeah, Barney had started it 10 years previous to that. Mm -hmm. So I've known Barney for 20 years, but he'd already been running it for 10, you know, right. since 1990. Right. Um, him and Jake. In fact, well, there's three of them. Mick Price, who I don't really know because he just left to to go and train as a social worker, actually. Right, right. Um, but there was three of them started it up as a as a cooperative. Right. Okay. Um, that was the idea behind it, you know. And is that still the case? Is it the same kind of uh, organisation as it was back then? Um, it... No. Well, it's well, when Mick left, it just became a kind of nor a nor well normal inverted commas as normal as Carlton's ever going to be, but. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just a business that they co-owned, him and Jake. Right, okay. Um, okay. And it just kind of developed to what it is now. And it, it's kind of, it's grown, you know, physically grown. They've taken over more and more of the building. Ah, right, okay. For all the different, yeah. you know, they didn't have the cafe, they didn't have the tuition room, they didn't have the drum room, you know, yeah. and it's just... It's like an empire growing and growing, you know. No, I remember when I was there a lot. I mean, it was probably in the nineties, to be honest with you, when I was, <laughs> when I was right. there a lot. Uh, right. and, it was, and it was a kind of strange wee place where you was a wee, wee bit at the back where you went up like a vertical stair, and there was. Like, I was a spider. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it. That's still there. Occasionally, we do things in there, and I've recorded in there a few times as well in the studio. Uh, I can't. Yeah. I think I recorded a, an uh, an EP with the Prime Eagles in there, or it might right. be a couple of singles. I can't remember. It's such a long time ago. Uh, Is that with the fabulous Danny Mitchell? I'm useless at names. You know? Oh, yeah. you're as bad as even names. Yeah. But Danny's a good friend, so but, uh, and a fabulous. Yeah. So it was a kind of weird place, uh, which I knew, and and have rehearsed in there quite a lot. So was it, when you know. You know, obviously the COVID thing and the lockdown and you're thinking in your back of your head. I mean, I, I have not really done any gigs either, you know, and I, I quite like, I quite enjoy playing, you know, uh, and I think all these studios and all these art spaces are all going down the pan. <laughs> I know. How can you possibly make any money? Uh, a scary thought. Well, you know, once we all kind of crawl back out our caves to the, to the world, the yeah. outside world, what's it going to be like for the art world? It's scary. Well, that's right. Exactly. I don't know because a lot of the venues would probably be closing, you know. Yeah, you know, there's just not getting the right fund um, support, I think, from the government. I mean, I know the whole world is literally struggling, but you know, like I said before, the, the classic example is the rates relief, you know, and and funding being excluded from funding. Yeah. 
um, you know, so it's... Uh, that is very difficult. I mean, I have a wee, uh, wee studio office uh, in East End, which I'm right. actually get, I'm giving up because I've been paying for it for the last year. <laughs> well, there you go. But I've not been there because I can't of use course, it. Of course, you know? that's it. So yeah. I'm giving it up in April. Uh, but oh, I got dear. rates, relief, uh, you know, this is the thing about it. I mean, I've just got a wee office there and although it's costing me a fortune for, for yeah. nothing, you know, and I can't yeah. really afford it. Uh, yeah, but at least I was getting some kind of relief, you know, which uh, yeah, with the studio is getting nothing. No, um, uh, no, no, no. So it's it is a worry, you know, for the arts, all the art, you know, dance. I was just listening to an interview earlier about, so you know, how the dance world, you know, all the arts have been affected, you know, because yeah. so yeah, that is a big worry. So we could finish this wee bit uh, by making yeah. some kind of. Uh, What's the word? Shout out to all those folk out there. <laughs> give their give their cash. How how do they go yeah. about giving their money? Yeah, well, there's. Um, do you want me to bring up about this? Uh, the single that. I'm yeah, yeah. Anything that's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, obviously, there's the crowdfunder, which you'll yeah. find on www.crowdfunder. You'll find it on the Country Studios Facebook page, um, and just click on that. You can pledge. We've got fabulous T-shirts designed. Logos designed by the wonderful Kenny Hislop, who yeah. was the first drummer with Simple Minds. He's also a, a great uh, graphic designer. So he's done our great logo, the one with the fist, you know, Save Cotton Shooters with the fist and the microphone inside. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, logo. it's a good one. Really love, love it, yeah. Yeah, I did, so, I did contribute to it, but I didn't take any of your, your uh, products. I thought I'll, I'll leave that. Oh, we had merch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you some cash, though. Thank you. That's the important <laughs> bit. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you. Much appreciated. As is everybody's that's given, absolutely. But, yes, yeah, so the, that you can pledge like that. And also, um, we've got two tracks on Bandcamp, um, one from James King and the Lone Wolves. They've just yeah. released a track and donated it. Yeah, I've seen it. some of their first gigs way back. That was in, in did my, you? my era, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was I playing. On, in fact, I was on the same bill in Strathclyde really? University. Uh, way, 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 way back, uh, yeah. I was a small uh, supporting act with my band at the time. I yeah. can't even yeah. probably Dexter yeah. Slim and the Pickups actually. I don't know if yeah. you remember a band called Dexter Slim and the Pickups, but we were no. playing in the eighties and then same gig. Yeah, yeah. I think I did actually see them way, way back. And the reason it stuck my mind because there was a fight broke out, and Barney said, "Yeah, he remembered the fight <laughs> in a tent in the green." Right. Um, but so yeah, our paths had crossed that way with Jake anyway. But um, so I so there's a there's a band camp single with uh, it's called Bottom of the Sea by James King Alone Wolf. It's a really mm. good track. Um, and then there's a track that I did that just happened by accident with because of the whole talking to Kenny Hislop about the logo, and he um, had put up this track on YouTube and he called it La Mask. And I don't know if mm. you got a chance to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Heard the video, and I've heard the one with the vocal on it as well. Uh, it sounds great, yeah. absolutely. Thank you, thank you. But a dance just, track. The video yeah. is it is a dance. <laughs> Can I disco dance poetry? Yeah. How about that? Yeah, a co <laughs> nice combo there. Yeah. I know it's a funny old combination. I don't usually sing electronic stuff. I like you know to that electronic. I, I like a lot of that kind of music. You know, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a band called. Uh, oh, I've got terrible memory. Sylvan Sylvaneso, Sylvaneso. Right. 
She'll look them uh-huh. up. You'll really like them. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the woman who's the singer also is a singer in a, in a very folky kind of band as well, harmony-driven uh-huh. folk music. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so when you find that band, you'll find her other band, which I right. can't remember either. Okay. I think I think you'll like it. It's good. Right. Is it kind of yeah. Spanish? Is that is there a Spanish connection? Not sure. What the name where the name comes from. Uh, right. It's not Spanish. Well maybe it is, I don't know. I'll have a look for yeah. them. But anyway, so the the song is called uh, Shine Like the Star You You Are. And it was <coughs> the lyrics were inspired by the whole situation going on at, at Carrollton. Um and I think in particular I was thinking about young Marianne McGregor who had actually won the the award, um, the Scottish Jazz Award, shine um, for two thousand and nineteen, Rising right. Star Award, right. um, and that was going through my mind, and I think that's where I kind of got the wee hook for the song. But um, I'm just thinking about all the other mm-hmm. people that that, that yeah. That I looked, their... this, I looked at your lyrics, and then I looked up uh, Isis and the sister of. I, I didn't know anything about that, so I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Some kind of Greek uh, myth. Yeah, um, female queen. I, yeah, I yeah. Female I looked queen. up and I had it. I'd written it all down, but I can't remember it now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite. I know. I know. Quite yeah, interesting it, stuff. It is, is, and that part of the lyric was really about. I think that was more inspired with my work in Women's Aid. You know, encouraging women to, to bit, you know, find their their confidence and their self worth mm-hmm. again. So it was tapping into the whole, you know, think of yourself as a goddess. You know, yeah, yeah. I am the sister of Osiris. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's where some of the lyrics came from. But yeah, it was great working with Kenny. And um, so you can get that on Bandcamp as well. Uh, Shine like the star you are, and it's under my name, Leslie. I mean, people can find all this stuff just by typing into their search engine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can find it in Bandcamp, or most of the um, stuff is going up on the Count Studios Facebook page, if you're on that. So you'll find yeah. it all there. Yeah. And strangely enough, we put something tomorrow, which we co-wrote, uh, which is a song that'll be on the radio. I know. How about that? That was a surprise. <laughs> Don't even know you'd sent it in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I sense a wee bit that uh, that you are a wee bit embarrassed by it because you just did it on your iPhone. But to be honest with you, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I don't think you need to worry about that. It sounds great. <laughs> Uh, well, I was just shocked at that because I thought that when you said you tend to, and I just presumed you'd recorded it all professionally, and that's with the version. So when you came back and said, "No, it's the version you sang into your phone," um, and also when I listened back, I kind of realised it. I've, I've changed the lyrics. Yeah, slightly. I thought that, but you know, I just thought. But see, the thing is, the world doesn't know that. I know, I know, I know that. The world but just the hears thing, it. No, sorry, Jim. The other thing was that when I listened back to it was the the change I hadn't quite I was still um you know messing about with the Scots you know because it's not yeah yeah you know I speak a mixture of Scots English and and, and Glaswegian you know so but I'm not used to singing it so much so I was kind of messing about so it's a bit kind of inconsistent I think when I listen back to that version you know so I would probably change this I accept all of that uh, <laughs> and at the same time, don't I'm not apologising for sending it because so, I still think it sounds absolutely fantastic, and I think it will fit in very well with which, what they're doing. It's the BBC Scotland afternoon show, which is their right. cult, culture and arts show that they do. Uh-huh. Uh, right. So, and they're doing a thing. It's a Burns themed show tomorrow. 
Right. So, you know, that kind of Scots uh, language or whatever the phrase is, Scots tongue, I think that's the phrase. Scots tongue, yeah. Very well, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that when I sent it. The reason I sent it was because, I don't know, I had something on the previous week. Uh, which right. Was, that's right. So you did. Which uh, was uh, Janet Crawford, who's a poet from Falkirk. Uh, yeah. And... And the connection there is that, I don't know if you remember or if you're aware of, we did a 10 Writers Telling Lies project. Yeah, that was great. Ago, yeah. Which was a book, a book that we released in a CD. Uh, and before the COVID thing, we were going to do a, like a second uh, version of it. So we got some new writers. And Brilliant. Janet is one of the writers that we got on board. Uh, the, the lockdown and the COVID has, has stopped us in our tracks a wee bit. Uh, because yeah. it was as much a social thing as it was anything else, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Janet, I got to know Janet through that, and she sent me a poem and said, uh, you know, do you think this could be a song, Jim? <laughs> so I wrote, uh-huh. I wrote a tune for it and recorded it. I just, again, strangely enough, I just recorded it just the way you recorded it. I just recorded uh-huh. it. I wrote it, and within seconds, I just recorded it into the, you know, my computer. I didn't, uh-huh. you know, didn't do anything other than play my guitar and sing it. Right. Uh, and it was I sent it to Jana, and she said, "I absolutely love this. Why don't you send it to BBC Scotland's afternoon show?" I would never have right. thought to do that in a million years. Of course, no, so was, no. You know, so I did, and they then played it last week on the show. Fabulous. Uh, so that's what put it in my head to send the one that we did. Uh huh. Otherwise, I would never, never have thought twice. About no, it. no. So that's so, yeah. why that came up, uh, to be honest with you. Just, yeah, no, that it was, it was a lovely surprise. So you get two, two in a row. Well, or seven here. well, the woman Anna who organised it emailed me back and said, "This is the first time ever we've had the same person." Well, obviously, I'm not on it; you're on it, <laughs> but but the same yeah, person has been on it two weeks in a row. Yeah, fine. That must Great. be incredibly talented. It must, that be, must be. Must be something it's like that. Yep. <laughs> Although most of the heavy working was yourself, I appreciate well, it. I don't you know. that. You know, yeah. it's just can't even the tune. <laughs> no, I think it was more more of a catalyst though than a than a uh, you know the the tune I said was more of a catalyst rather than you know what you did was take it and turn it into something. I turned it into, funnily enough, it started off, in fact, it was at one of the, I was telling you earlier, I did a a workshop with um, mindfulness and creative writing, and it kind of came out of that, and it was, it started, because when you sent that tune to me, I actually had a, I'd no longer written a poem that had come, and, and the mindfulness was on, the theme was on loving kindness, Right. So the poem actually started life. Um, I've got the poem started life about loving, about being compassionate towards yourself. Right. Um, okay. And that's so I've got a poem that's about that. But then when you sent me the tune, um, it turned into a kind of call and response between a mother and a child, and talking about the kind of unconditional love between yeah, a mother. Yeah. And a child. Thanks very much, Leslie. We're going to leave it there and I'll come back with a part two and we'll find out much more about Leslie's own journey to becoming the songwriter, storyteller, poet, all-round magical person uh, and that will, I'll try and get that together as soon as possible but in the meantime don't forget to go over to the Counting Studio crowdfunder and help them out. Okay, I'll catch you the next time.
ไปฟังเลย